2: 77
5: W.A.B.C. And good morning. Good morning. Good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 W.A.B.C. We have a lot to get to this morning. Two issues. Two issues. We are reaching the breaking point with... Migrants, one. Two, a witness to the Jordan Neely chokehold death calls the Marine, Daniel Penny, a hero, offering to testify on his behalf. The woman, her name unknown at this time, describes herself as a woman of color And Neely's uh, funeral, uh, by the way, is set for a few hours from now, uh, Friday, in Harlem. So let's start with the migrant issue. In a private call, a private call, Mayor Adams scolded New York City council members for what he is calling a disrespectful tone Over the migrant response, noting his people are working 12, 13 hours a day on solving the migrant issue. Adams told duly elected officials, members of the city council on the private telephone call, quote, my team would never be disrespectful to any of you. So you are not going to be disrespectful to any of them. Addressing his external affairs director, Tiffany Raspberry, who moderated the call, Adams added, quote, Tiffany, if it reaches that tone, conclude this call. There's too much work that needs to be done. My team has sacrificed too much time energy and dedication to this city. Adams then jumped off the call saying he had a meeting planned with governor Kathy Hochul. But I put this question to you. What does it matter at the end of the day? What does it matter if your team, Mayor Adams is working 12, 13 hours today and comes up with the wrong answer as it relates to the migrants? What does it matter if your team is working 12, 13 hours a day, if your team reaches the wrong conclusion? What does it matter if they're working 12, 13 hours a day, if you're displacing veterans in Orange County, displacing parents from their own gyms for their children? At the end of the day, Nobody cares your team is working 12, 13 hours a day. You're elected mayor. We care about results. So remember, folks, Mayor Adams welcomed the migrants here after Texas Governor Greg, Greg Abbott started sending them here. And now get this. Other governments, local governments in New York, want absolutely, nada, nothing to do with this. Which is the correct answer? Mayor Adams lashed out at Rockland County Executive Ed Day. Ed Day is not the only one, Mr. Mayor, that does not want anything to do with this nightmare of a situation. Get this, folks. More Western New York Counties. So upstate, near Buffalo, way up from New York City. Local governments around New York are collectively declaring states of emergency to block migrants coming from New York City. So in upstate Orleans County, they were one of the first municipalities to enact a state of emergency and emergency order over concerns that migrants and asylum seekers arriving in New York City could be sent to counties across the state. One resident there says New York is just passing the buck. They shouldn't be a sanctuary city. We are not a sanctuary county or village. That same person pointing out that last month, Its homeless population was up 178% compared to a year ago. Genesee County quickly followed suit in issuing a state of emergency Wednesday. Wyoming County, all counties in New York declaring states of emergency. Wyoming County did this on Thursday, also citing a housing crisis. In a statement, it reads in part, Wyoming County does not have the capacity, the capability, to receive or sustain any number of migrants and or asylum seekers. Not just upstate counties, not just Orange, Rockland, also at now Riverhead, Long Island. The town supervisor there declaring a state of emergency ahead of the expected arrival of migrants from New York City. We are reaching the breaking point. And as Mayor Adams said himself, 15 buses, a minimum of 15 buses, 15 are expected to start arriving just this weekend alone, starting today, Friday morning, Friday morning. We are about to uh, start taking uh, your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, on this Friday morning, 800-848-9222. The second story is quite interesting. A witness to the Jordan Neely chokehold death. Mr. Neely's funeral is this morning in Harlem. It will be uh, quite emotional for that, for those uh, attending But a witness, uh, a a, a woman who who she describes herself as a woman of color, says the Marine, Daniel Penny, is a hero offering to testify on his behalf. So she says that he's a hero for restraining the homeless man, 66-year-old woman. According to the New York Post, who asked not to be identified, also is willing to testify on the behalf of the 24 year old Marine veteran, Mr. Penny, who was charged last week with second degree manslaughter over the deadly encounter. The witness telling the New York Post that nearly the homeless man went on an explosive tirade just before his court on camera death telling people he was willing to kill a let's just say mf and take a bullet and go to jail of course his erratic behavior put commuters on that f train subway car on edge as they moved from station to station in manhattan she says the rhetoric from Mr. Neely was very frightening. It was very harsh. These are not my words. These are the words of this unidentified witness, again, a woman who describes herself as a woman of color. She says people that travel to Subway see and hear everything, this was different and frightening. She also says, that she's willing to testify on behalf of this marine, her exact words, I consider Daniel Penny to be a hero. We are going to start with your telephone calls uh Dominic Carter here with you talk radio seventy seven w a b c Let's begin with uh, Diana in Manhattan. Good morning, Diana. What's on your mind?
6: Good morning. I love your show. We cannot afford all these migrants. Where are we going to put them? You know, I would like to stay at the Roosevelt Hotel. That would be very nice, but I can't afford a hotel like that, and I was born here. What is going
5: on? Have we lost our minds? Yes. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. We, we, we collectively, our leaders, uh, the mayor of New York City, we are literally Diana rolling over each other, bending over backwards to accommodate migrants. And I, to why? save my breath, I don't understand why. I I, I, I get it that for Mayor Adams, it makes him look national. I get that part. It makes him
6: look like a very poor manager because uh, I agree. we cannot afford this.
5: I agree. I agree. I I agree. I, I do give the credit some credit. I do give the city some credit. I meant to say there, Diana. At least they have backed up from the schools. They touched the third rail of angry parents. Can and, you imagine? And said, all these oh, people oh, no. we don't know around innocent children,
6: who knows who these people are and what they can do to kids?
5: Agreed. Agreed. And I was about to say if I had a daughter... I wouldn't, but but not just the daughter. You 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 don't want your son. These people have not been vetted, and God only knows what what you're dealing with. And who wants to hear? Oops, we made a mistake. Oops, we didn't know. We're sorry that your child was sexually abused. We didn't know. Nobody wants to hear that, Diana. Nobody wants to hear this nonsense to begin with, as it relates to to, to migrants. But I I do. I do thank you uh for the uh call. Let's go to uh Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. What's on your mind?
7: Phil, Phil. Yeah. Hi. I
5: said Phil. Go right ahead. Phil, right. go ahead uh, Dominic. Please. go ahead. It,
7: yes, it's good to hear your voice and uh I'm glad you're working on this topic. The thing wh- wh- is, which
5: one which one are you referring to?
7: Oh I'm sorry, the Penny the Penny okay. issue.
5: Okay, go right ahead.
7: All right, sir. Thank you. Uh, the issue here with Penny is very straightforward, because it's a matter of lawful precedence in about 17 different cases that were tried. for my research, when I went to the courts and I went to the library, and on the computer there were 17 cases which set a precedent, and they, they endorse the manslaughter issue on, on second degree, but, but the law reads very simply, in a nutshell, anyone who by negligence, or by, by un, un, unexplained causes, causes the death of someone. If it could be proven that he caused the death of them, they would be considered for a charge of second-degree manslaughter. However, a lot of those cases were downgraded to either third-degree manslaughter, which is 10 months to 16 months in jail, or with or a first-time offender, they, it, would, it might be dropped to an e-felony which is absolute minimum of jail time. The thing is, Penny did, if he did, if he did rather, cause the death of this man, if it's verifiable, provable by autopsy and by professional opinion, medical opinion, that he caused the death of this guy, he should take the consequence, because you see, What's happening is Alvin Bragg is is following oh, oh. a very straight and narrow line. No, I, I got
5: it, <laughs> Phil. But but isn't it rather convenient for you to say he should take the consequence? I mean, who wants to accept a felony and have to carry that for the rest of their lives?
1: Where, yeah, but the point is, a life
7: is out of the world. Whether whether this guy Neely was a psycho or not a psycho, it doesn't matter. Right, no, it, does,
5: it doesn't matter safe. in your opinion. It doesn't matter in your opinion. No, it
7: matters in the, in the opinion of jurisprudence in the law.
5: Well, that that's that's debatable. And just the other day, we saw in Brooklyn a case, a similar case where where the district attorney is not going forward with the case. It's all open to interpretation. Phil.
7: Right. That's right. discretion. But the prosecution can bring it again.
5: Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Thank you for the call this morning, Phil. Have a uh, a wonderful day. Let's go to Alice in Long Beach. Good morning, Alice. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hello.
6: Good morning. Thank you so much for taking my call. I've been trying to get through. Um, So I am 66 years old, and I have my own business, and several days a week I commute into the city. And um, the day that the incident happened that you're talking about with Mr. Penny, I happen to have been on a different line um, F train. And, you know, I'm I'm on the F train, the C train, the one, the two. And while I have not thankfully uh, been the victim of a crime, um, you know, I am very, uh, very wary of taking the subway and my friends and family are concerned for me. Um, I'm careful, but it's scary there, you know, and I've been on trains where homeless people come on and they're intimidating and they're in your face. And I got to tell you something, everybody on that train is, is uncomfortable and looking around and we're kind of all thinking the same thing, like what if something happened? And here, this young guy, step forward, did something. Unfortunately, very unfortunately, it ended in um, a person's death. And I think the message is don't do anything. And we're all just going to be, you know, waiting on <laughs> for something to happen on a train. It's a very, very, difficult situation. I know many people who will not come into the city. I live in Long Beach. They won't come in on a subway because of, you know, this exact situation. So I've been wanting to call and, you know, just to express my thoughts about it. If you're not down in the subway, it's really hard to
5: explain what's going on. Well, it, it's—I'll um, put it this way, Alice. I—I uh, I, I try not to go down there, to be honest with you. And I'm a native New Yorker uh, who grew up in the—the uh, the Bronx. And um, you know, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I—I I have a different attitude when I'm down there. And we—we uh, we all see the homeless people um, acting up. And when they start acting up and look in my direction. I'm not advocating for any of you to do this because it is dangerous, but I will lock eye with the homeless individual. And my whole attitude is I wish you would. And for the most part, that's worked for me. Knock on wood. I'm not uh, advocating this for anyone else. Certainly not for a a woman or, or someone that may be nervous. That's how I've dealt with it. But it is scary. You you do, I, I, Alice. You're not the only one. I have advised my family that I don't care how much it costs to park or how much it costs for the Uber. Do not get on the subway. And it is rather convenient for my wife to ride the subway. So, for example, Alice, uh, just just this morning, right? Uh, I didn't make the appointment because I was um, I was sleep because of the hour of what I worked. My my wife had to bring my son Dominic to his uh, epilepsy appointment to see his doctor this morning. And so it's challenging. So she drives in from Rockland County. The appointment uh, was at 10 a.m., leaves Rockland at 8. And so she has to drive all the way down from Rockland to 34th Street to to then park and pay $50, $60, when in the past, Alice, she would park up near her job and jump on the subway. But you know, it, it it always seems that the bad things happen to good people, and so Alice, I I I hear what you're saying, and and I can relate to what you're saying, and I believe you said you're 66. I am just. Turned sixty-six last right. week, and and yes. you you run a business, and you 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 know you're from Long Beach. Nobody has to deal with this. Nobody should have to deal with this. No one wants to deal with this. It is the reality of bad political leadership, and this is why. Thank you for the call, Alice. This is why I praise former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, because Giuliani would have nipped this in the bud within a week. He would have said. Get them off the subway, the mentally ill, and I'll see you in court. To so the advocates that want to fight for them to be there, I'll see you in court. But in the meantime, they are out of here, and that's the way that it should be. And if they're not out of, out of here, he would have instructed Ray Kelly, he would have instructed Bill Bratton, the police are to make immediate arrest, and, 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 and he will deal with the political fallout. That is what the attitude should be from the current Mayor of New York, who is a former police officer himself. If you sit back, Mr. Mayor, and I know you know this trying to please the advocates, you won't get anything done because they they have a self interest, and their interest I still don't understand it is to say that. This homeless person has every right to be here on the subway system and to defecate on the subway system and to, to sleep on a, how is that humane? How, who would argue for somebody in court for somebody to have that type of right? Let's go to Judy in Manhattan. Good morning, Judy. You're on talk radio 77 WABC.
3: Yes, sir. Um, with regard to emptied, uh, Uh, um, places where the armed forces used to be and the empty storefronts driven out by the uh, crime, I would suggest two things. That the people coming across the border illegal, willing to work, should be uh, taken to the uh, storefronts that have been abandoned. Uh, and redo them for their own people to stay in right Judy, and but they they
5: can't work they're not allowed legally to work uh while they're here in the country it, it, they have to get a special pass, and they can't obtain that. that's what part of the problem is
3: well, so change the law um and it, with much, much
5: easier to the said than
3: done. out let them um make over the uh abandoned uh uh, uh forts you know the training places in the, in the US that have been abandoned and let them move in there with their themselves and their families if they are willing to work and help restore the
5: places right well thank you for the call Judy again the the problem is that uh they the migrants can't work that's number 1 and um and and number 2 uh we have a problem when you when you when you show them, when you show them uh, <laughs> a nice hotel room in Manhattan, and uh, you might as well give them tickets to a Broadway play. That's next. When you sh- show them a nice hotel room in Manhattan and the nice food to go with it, and they don't want the food, they want cultural food, and so they just don't eat the food, and thousands of dollars are thrown away every day. Every day. And you have, this is the point I'm stuck on, able-bodied men, and women for that matter, that are coming here and they're going, I'm fleeing political persecution. Well, I want to be Denzel Washington, folks, but it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen, right? Right. At some point, I have to be realistic. Dominic, uh, are you as tall as Denzel? Are you as good-looking as Denzel? Can you act as good as Denzel can? I think yes, no. Folks, I'm only joking. But I want to be Denzel Washington. That's not going to happen. Why are we, I, I continue to say this, I've said it from day one, I say it now, I'll say it until this issue is over. Why are we bending over backwards for migrants? We don't do this for our own homeless people. And we're doing this for for migrants. We are taking uh your telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk radio seventy seven W A B C. Let's go to Joe and Jericho. Good morning, Joe. What's on your mind?
1: Hey Don Paisano, you're a great guy. And listen, you make more I like Denzel Washington, but you do a lot more good in this world than any actor because you give us Especially American veterans, a format to tell the world of the mistreatment. I hope that this creep bag, this dirtbag bag, doesn't intimidate this witness, this 66-year-old woman, and threaten her with a charge, a, tra- a phony charge, to keep her from testifying. And I'll tell you something else. Uh, I spent the day today with my dog in the wheelchair, bringing a brother American veteran to City HRA. They denied him food stamps. They denied him the stinking $70 every 12 weeks to get a change of clothes. He's in the same clothes for 13 months. And he found out that his Medicaid dental coverage doesn't even cover tooth clean, teeth cleaning. While the illegal invaders uh, be not only have to go, they don't have to go to HRA. HRA goes to them in $500 a night five star hotels. This is completely. Out of control. Thirteen million dollars a day, including dental and medical coverage, and yet there still is not a New York City-run, managed, supervised retirement home for American veterans in the richest city in the world. Out of control, Dominic. I wish you and your family a wonderful weekend. It's supposed to be nice uh, tomorrow and Saturday. A uh, Sunday rather. We have to keep the pressure up, Dom, and thank God that for you and Rita and Suela and Ju- Rudy Giuliani for giving this American Marine a chance to tell the world, America's the best, yet it mistreats, it's the, yet the United States mistreats its American veterans the worst, 66% of the homeless men and women in America, and there shouldn't be any, Our American veterans, God help them. And 13,000 American veterans suicides every year one every hour, by the time your wonderful show is over, another American veteran will be dead by suicide. God bless. God rest his or her soul. I'm Joe, not God. I'm a good guy. A, just a guy, but a good guy, hopefully guided by God. And I do the best that I can.
5: Joe, thank you. With an
1: Ameri- thank Marie you. I, I, I Go got it.
5: Thank, thank you for the call, Joe. Joe does raise a very interesting point now that I think about it. I want you folks to do me a favor. Imagine the attention that has been shown migrants over the last two months, month, month and a half. Imagine the attention that has been shown migrants. Imagine if we just showed veterans that same similar attention and devotion. Imagine the suicides of American veterans that we could prevent if we just showed them collectively the same attention that is showing that is shown to illegal migrants and i keep looking at the photos and i'm looking at the men coming here and i'm watching them get off the bus and they are more able bodied than i am so what what are we doing th- and then you look at them laying on the cots, right? And they're standing there with their, let's say, uh, government paid or whatever, whoever pays for the cell phone. And they're standing there and they're playing with their cell phone. And this is all courtesy of someone else. Someone else happens to be you and me, and American veteran's wedding's displaced. For what? For what? We are discussing the migrant situation, which is reaching a boiling point, as well as a witness to Jordan Neely's Choco death calls Daniel Penny, the Marine, a hero, offering to testify on his behalf. The woman describes herself as a woman of color, and uh, Neely's funeral is today in Harlem. We'll be right back with more of your telephone calls from Massachusetts to New Jersey, Manhattan, Yonkers, Brooklyn, Hopewell Junction, and another call from Brooklyn. Talk
1: Radio 77,
7: W-A-B-C. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition.
2: Dominic Carter on Talk
5: Radio 77 WABC, and we are back dealing with a number of issues this morning. One, we are reaching the breaking point with migrants. I don't understand to save my life why we have gone through all of this political expense. The mayor, the mayor, if mayor mayor Adams, if you had just called Rockland County Executive Ed Day. Before the migrants got here. So Abbott's shipping them here. Ed Day could have told you. Do not make it easy for them to come here. And turn the buses around and use the NYPD to help carry out the mission. If you had just called Rockland County, where I live and spoke. I know he's a Republican, but if you had just spoke to Ed Day, he could have told you what to do. Instead. You send the immigration commissioner out there to greet each person off the bus. I will never, to save my life, understand that move. And we're acting like this is something to be a joyous occasion. That's the way the administration was acting. And so now the migrants that were hoping to get here, they're like, look, look at the television. Air, mayor Eric Adams. The, the the guy that says he's the hip-hop mayor. They love him in New Weather, York. They love Mayor Adams. Let me go to New York. New York, big city in dreams. But as that rap song said, everything in New York ain't exactly what it means. I'm paraphrasing there. I think I got the uh, the saying there, Matt. I think I got it. But. It, it this could have been handled totally differently. You could have made it so uncomfortable for the migrants where they would have said, Okay, I'm not going to New York. I'm not going there. Have you have you heard the buses going to Martha's Vineyard? Notice, notice you, you don't hear they had that one drop in Martha's Vineyard, and practically that was it. For Nito, done. Why? Because those black folks with money in Martha's Vineyard said, we don't tolerate that here. And they were quietly shipped out of Martha's Vineyard to somewhere else. And now we have New York, Kumbaya, Kumbaya, come to New Weather York. And they're here. And we're paying for it. We're discussing this and the... The situation about the subway choking, uh, a witness has emerged, a woman who describes herself as a woman of color, and she says she's willing to testify on behalf of Marine Daniel Penny, calling him a hero. And uh, Mr. Neely's funeral is today in Harlem, and uh, the Reverend Al Sharpton will be delivering the eulogy. And we are taking uh, your telephone calls. Let's go to uh, Andrew in New Jersey. Good morning, Andrew. What's on your mind?
2: Yeah, the Jordan Neely, I was watching the monitors at the gym. They have the different news channels, and they're doing the same thing they did with Trayvon Martin. They're showing, like, pictures of him when he was young. With Trayvon Martin, they often used him when he was 12 years old, and Jamie Foxx had him on his T-shirt when he was a little cute 12-year-old and not a big scrapping, like, 19-year-old that could dick ass. And with Neely, the pictures are when he's young and he's handsome. You know, it was probably like twenty years ago and he has a good smile on his face. But he was busted forty four times. So I know that when I worked at the Fox affiliate, the the news person, web lady, she would just call the police or whoever, the prosecutor and say, I need a, a photo, a mugshot of such and such. So that you you're telling me they can't get a photo of him from one of his arrests. They're all idyllic photos where he looks handsome and, and healthy and young. So there are fake news in it.
5: I I hear you, and um, it, it is it is not fair. Thank you for the call, Andrew. It is not fair to uh, present uh, this homeless man as a, uh, a Michael Jackson impersonator who was a threat to no one. If you think he was a Michael Jackson impersonator, ask the people, including this witness that has now emerged, that were on that F train and felt threatened. Why would any Marine minding his business feel the need to get up and restrain someone if it wasn't a, uh, a dangerous uh, situation? so i i do hear you uh, on that comment let's go to bill in manhattan good morning bill you're on talk radio 77 wabc
4: hey dominic How you doing uh listen i'm a i'm a white conservative you know what i mean and and i want to be Denzel washington too man you know what i'm saying like you know, and,
5: you know what i'm saying everybody wants to be Denzel, man <laughs> He's a pretty conservative guy, too. You know he that. You, 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 never, you, you know what's yeah. funny, Bill, or on a serious note? People hear what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Denzel Washington is more conservative than I am. But, right. but people act like that's not the case. Denzel Washington talks more about the African-American family and the breakdown of the African-American family and the black male more than I do but people mm-hmm. want to focus and cherry pick on, on, on what they have to say. But, but you as a white conservative male, you want to be Denzel as well, huh?
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> and he also preaches about God too. And he does yes, that he does. sometimes also. Yes, he does. Yes, and, he and, does. and I just, I just want to say, I want to ask you a quick, quick question. I want to say something about the migrants, but I wanted to ask you, please, no one in the media is telling us the, the story with the subway. Um, First, they said there was a black guy who was helping or a, and a Hispanic guy. If you can clarify that, because
5: the media is trying to hide that now. No, and I, also- I, I get it. Let me just answer the first part so that we're very clear. From the video that I've looked at about a thousand times, and um, hmm. I really don't want to look at it, but it appears to be uh, the Marine. It appears to be a Latino man. He appears to be Latino that's holding down his hands. And then there's a third man, and he appears to be white. That's the way it appears to be to me, Bill. Okay. And and then the next thank you and the next thing is
4: when this happened what station was it because they say it was fifteen minutes well weren't weren't the doors opening and closing every two minutes as a station can you at some point not maybe not now but can you clarify what did that look like because they never tell us what that looked like how did that happen like right. were they in a tunnel I, I, I promise
5: the... I will they they were between okay. stations and then they arrived at, at the station and then it was over but unfortunately it happened okay. between stations. Uh, And so action was required. You know, people felt their lives were on the line.
4: Absolutely. And here's the last thing I want to say. And this is my my main point. Trump used to say, people, Trump used to say that migrants hurt blacks the most. Trump used to actually say that. I don't remember Hillary ever saying that or Maxine Waters, but Trump used to say that migrants will hurt black people in the pecking water. And black people are above them. And what I wanted to say was this is going to cost us more than reparations would cost us. So if you and I'm not kidding, this is going to cost us more than reparations, and blacks won't wind up with anything. And these people will turn around and dump on blacks just like everybody else does. And we saw that with the Los Angeles City Council comments when they had that La- Latinos presidents of the of the LA City Council, and they refused to resign. They were calling blacks terrible names, and they were mocking any group. They said that works with blacks. They actually said that any group that works with blacks, they were they were laughing about. It. And these were the leaders of the LA City Council, these Latino leaders. Now, Nuri Martinez, she resigns, but the rest of them, Kevin de Leon, they refuse to. Why? Because they know they have replaced blacks in the pecking order in Los Angeles. And if we let that happen here, shame on us. And you know, you saw in Chicago, Dominic, black women are holding Trump signs. People, go look at it on YouTube. Black women are, and when I saw black women doing it, I said, thank you, Jesus, because we know black men heard what Trump was saying, but now black women, and I'm talking about a lot of black women in South Chicago are standing there with Trump signs saying, Trump 24, build the wall. Go look at it on YouTube, people. And, um, and they're saying, what about us? You're not dumping them on the black community. Get out of here. Why aren't you taking them to Riverdale? And here's the last thing. We, when it comes to reparations, the conservatives have to Trump should offer it. Because if the liberals do it, they're going to have Harvey from the ACLU saying, oh, no, we got to take care of everybody the migrants do. No, 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 no. We take care of black people.
5: Well, Bill, I I, I I hear you. I have to step in because you've gone on for a while, and I, I have to move on. But thank you, Bill, for the comment. I enjoyed chatting with you. I, I'm not a big fan of reparations at all. I think that all it is is political pandering. I I don't care what California says. I I don't think it'll ever happen. I don't care what uh Gavin Newsom says. He wants to run for president, and and I don't feel that uh that reparations are productive for. For the uh, the African American uh, community, uh, I I think that that um, we have an education system where if you want to better yourself, you can. Emphasis: If you want to better yourself, you can. I'm I'm just not fond on uh, on reparations at all. And as far as the migrants, I don't I don't want to do a divide and conquer thing in terms of a pecking order. I do note that out of Chicago. Uh, a lot of African-Americans are starting to articulate, wait a minute, on the migrants uh, that that they're receiving services that other people should receive. I don't really want to deal with the pecking order. We have got to uh, take a break. When we come back, we're going to have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Frank Marano is standing by at the top of the hour, the other side of midnight. After the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, we'll go to Audrey in Brooklyn. We're going to go to Shannon in in Long Island. We're going to go to Brooklyn again, New Jersey, Yonkers, Long Island, and Massachusetts. WABC.
2: These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on
8: 77 WABC.
5: A witness to Jordan Neely's chokehold death is calling Daniel Penny, the Marine, a hero and offering to testify on his behalf. A woman, she describes herself as a woman of color. This, as Mr. Neely's funeral, is today, Friday in Harlem. And investigators also believe that they've tracked down one of the two men seen on the recording, helping Penny restrain Neely. But it's not clear who authorities believe they've found or if they intend to charge either man. Now, the woman I just referenced, again, she describes herself as a woman of color, adding that she believes Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg only charged Penny because of the public outcry. She says, and I'm quoting, I think... Bragg's decision to charge Penny was political. The politicians who posted their opinions seem to be trying to create a narrative and make it about race. And it's not about race. They responded based on feelings, not fact. This, as Mr. Penny, is due back in court July 17th. And so we are taking your telephone calls on this Friday morning up until the top of the hour when Frank Marano will come in. Audrey in Brooklyn, good morning. What's on your
9: mind? Uh, oh, wait. Good morning. Is this Dominic? I miss talking with you. I just want to give you a few updates, and that'll be quick. One the um, teenager that shot my uh, cousin in, in November in Virginia, uh, the child came about, he has 29 years, but that's not going to bring him back. And um, I went to some terminal Mother's Day for the first time. My 92-year-old mom was in the hospital. Sorry to did. hear that. Hey, life is it. She's back, you know. But what I'm not sorry about is um, not being able to talk to you, and I have to apologize because it's been on my mind. The last time we spoke, I sort of didn't mention the fact that I had students with me and we were doing um, a survey of, of, of different opinions. And I asked, you know, you know, what were you doing? Because I knew you were doing something, and I just felt that I kind of offended you, and you know, you know, I heard it coming from your voice, and I didn't mean to do so. Because um, my thesis is going to be about this radio station and about radio in general and how some folks call fake news. It's not fake. The news is real. And sometimes, you know, I want to go on, but you know, I wasn't ready to tizzy. Audrey, but
5: I, 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 it, if, if, I, I, wait, Audrey. Let me just I, say this. I, I'm a straight shooter. If I'm offended, I, I'll, I'll let a person know. There's okay, nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing you have done that, that has uh, offended me at all.
9: No, I, no, I, no, neither one can offend each other, but I just thought maybe I said it. Well, you can't say everything on the radio because um, um, I heard that before, but I hope not. But anyway, two things. I think that the Marine, um, I'm sorry, no one should take anyone's life. And during the time I was going to my little chaotic mayhem, I was listening to this. And when people say it's okay, medically-wise, you strangle someone six, six, not even six minutes, seconds. And, and it's done. You know, uh, whatever happens, I'm sure there will be a lesson. But I just want well, to mentioned, I was on the subway a couple of days ago. A gentleman came to. Um, Can anybody help me? I need some food. One of the passengers got up and snatched his cup and ran off the train. So we can't judge who's, who's, who's mentally done or not. You know, just be careful. And, you know, just be careful in this life. So, I'm just talking with you.
5: How was your weekend? <laughs> well, you're talking past tense. Let's do present tense. I'm looking forward to this weekend. The pool is open. My grandkids are coming uh, down, and um, and we're we're really really looking forward to that. And I should it. I should not admit this, Audrey. And I do thank you for the call. But I will be shutting out the world of news uh, effective. And about eight and a half minutes, and I should not admit this on the radio. And by the way, when when I'm at home and I tell my wife that I believe I'm more better good-looking than Denzel Washington, she just rolls her eyes at me and starts laughing. And I don't know. I, hey, hey Matt Blaze, I don't know what she's laughing at, but um, she just finds it very uh, hysterical. I mean, when I first started working here, I was like, Denzel Washington works here too? <laughs> Oh my God! Wow, WABC really stepped up there again. That's good. That's good. I like that. I like that. But 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 the prettiest of the entire crew. The prettiest of the entire crew. The runway model. The Ken. runway model is Ken.
4: Well, it's thank Ken. you. Well, thank
5: you very much, Tom. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, are, are you as good looking as Denzel, the white version? Uh, no comment, Tom. <laughs> Ken's working on what's coming up uh, in just a couple minutes. I I, I like that, Matt, that response, and uh, I'm sure Alex has something slick to say as well. Let's continue with the call. Shannon, Long Island, good morning, Shannon. What's on your mind?
3: Good morning, Dominic. Thank you so much for getting the truth out. In response to what everybody's asking, why why are they doing this? Why are they bringing all these migrants here? It's very obvious future voters if in exchange for free 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 they're gonna
5: vote you know how well I've I've heard that repeatedly Shannon I, I don't know and they've they've tried to uh in New York City to to have it where uh people were arriving here where they could vote but it was it was thrown out in court. So I don't see that happening anytime soon. What I see is what's disgusting Again, I'll repeat what I said. If we would just show 20% of the emotional support that we're showing for emotional and financial support that we're showing for migrants, if we would just show that to our veterans, the veterans would be in a much, in much better shape than, than what they are now. People that, that actually played by the rules, people that fought for this country, people that are U.S. citizens. And so Shannon, I I do uh, I do thank you uh, thank you for your telephone call, and you have a uh, a wonderful morning. Let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? Good morning,
8: Denzel. Um, <laughs> the reason, <laughs> okay, the okay, the re it's it's very simple, Dominic. The reason why um, they want the uh, illegals to come here is just because it's cool uh it's uh you know they, so wait wait they, wait wait exotic. Norman.
5: wait 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 norman norman what what's cool about it
8: uh it's cool to the uh particularly white liberal progressive um it makes them feel good uh it's kind of evokes the history of of immigration and uh um they just feel good about it listen i I was watching with eight like a like a like a little town hall with Jumani Williams and an audience of 20 somethings, various ethnic groups. And they were all the only questions they had for him about the illegals was uh, how shall we care for them? What, what is the welfare of them? And he's wearing his little dreamers pin. OK, so, this, you know, like whatever. You know, I, I'm just nothing. We live in two different worlds, Dominic, me and you. We live in two different worlds than the world of the progressive Manhattanite. Okay, they're, 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 um, I, I, you know, it's it's really obvious. And actually, O'Reilly was talking about that earlier about the two different worlds that we live in, you know, between the progressives and
5: uh, us. I I think so. that's I think that's fair to say, Norman. Two two different worlds. Two different worlds. Mm-hmm. but i think the world that you and i are in uh happens to be a world based on reality based on what we can afford based on fairness based on a pecking order uh and based on rules and based on law and order yes
8: and i hope i hope our world wins out
5: <laughs> well I, I don't know i i i don't know we we will see thank you uh thank you uh for the uh for the call norman you have a, a great morning Roger, Massachusetts. Good morning, Roger. What's on your mind?
0: Okay, regarding the, um, if just because somebody has the right, it doesn't make it right, because you wouldn't send a 17 year old cross country in an automobile
5: just because he just got his license. And number two... Wait, 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 wait. Roger, I'm lost. You said just because someone has a right, I'm talking talking about
0: the advocates who say that he has the right, that Neely had a right to be on the subway. Just because someone has a right, it doesn't make it right. Uh, Just like, for instance, you wouldn't send a 17-year-old across country uh, in an automobile by himself simply because he has a driver's license now. Now, the second thing was... regarding the migrants how much of the hotels i wonder how much the hotels are going to have to pay to refurbish themselves afterwards to make themselves a tourism quality condition again after
5: this is all over you already know know the answer you already know the answer to that they're probably they're probably going to regret having taken in the migrants because they're going to have to i thank you for the call roger you raised a good point They're going to have to spend a ton of money to get the hotel back in shape after the migrants are done with the hotel. You and I and everybody within the sound of my voice know that these hotels are going to be destroyed. Look at the photos that we've seen thus far where uh, some of the migrants have been staying. I am now joined by Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. Happy Friday. The Same to you. So you got a haircut? Uh Well, a couple of days ago, but I threw gel in it today, so it might be no- more noticeable. Uh, well, it looks good. It looks yeah, good. Thank you. W- w- what do I you like have? yours, too. Yeah, the, 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 you're making fun that I don't have any <laughs> hair? You're making fun that I don't have any hair and you have a ton of hair? Is that what you're doing on this you Friday morning? You do a better morning? job growing your hair on your upper <laughs> lip than I but do. But what about on top of the head? Well, yeah, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> All right. um Next hour, it's
1: Ask Frank Anything. I am prepared to tackle any question on any subject, uh, whether it's migrant-related or uh, pro-wrestling or organized crime or aliens, you name it, I'm going to tackle any question. We're going to have our favorite conservative attorney-turned-film-critic Debbie Schlussel, joining me in the 3 o'clock hour. There's a lot of uh, movies that she's going to be reviewing. She finds these political biases that I don't even see when I watch the movies, but she manages to find them. She'll tell us about it. My friend Marlena Schiavo is going to be here in the 4 a.m. hour. We'll have a few laughs, and I'm going to bust her chops over her work with Andrew Cuomo as well. So we're going to have some fun.
5: Another great show is coming. I hope so. Are are you doing anything good this weekend?
1: I am hoping to take it easy this weekend. I'm supposed to get a blood test this weekend uh, as
5: part of a checkup. But other than that, we have no hard and fast plan. When you go to the doctor, do they want to hit you with a million political questions the way they do to me? (laughs) They want to know Trump, Biden. And they don't know me as well.
2: (laughs) Have a great weekend, folks.